Hey guys, and welcome to Money Talks News, the podcast. This episode, we're talking about the Secure 2.0 Act. Now wait, I know that sounds boring. Don't turn off your sets. Because if you're not familiar with this act, you really should be. It was recently signed into law, and while it may sound boring, as we're about to explain, there are provisions in this bill that are going to make you richer. So let's take a minute and see what's in this thing. I'm Stacy Johnson, as usual. My co-host will be financial journalist Miranda Marquette. Hello, Miranda Marquette. Hello, Stacy Johnson. Listening in and sometimes contributing is our producer and novice investor Aaron Freeman. Hello, Aaron. Hey guys, is it secure? Is it really secure? I don't know. It's secure 2.0, my friend. And if you don't know what that means, you will, because this week we've got a special guest with us. It's Ed Slot, this founder of IRAHelp.com. Hello, Ed. Great to be here. You know, when Aaron just said, is it secure? I mean, I may be uh, aging myself, but I just saw that movie on TV from the early 70s. Is it safe? Yeah, Dustin Hoffman. Yeah, Marathon Man. Marathon Man. Yes, I remember that. Is it when safe he said, yet? When Aaron said that, is it secure? He sounded just like that guy. Yeah, it could be <laughs> that you and I are the only people who are going to know what that meant. But uh, I don't know. Anyway, Ed is one of our top is one of the top retirement planning experts in the United States of America. He has poured over the contents of this bill. He's memorized it, and he's ready to help us understand the key provisions. Okay, I added, I embellished a little bit there. He didn't memorize it, but you have gone over it. Uh, nobody okay. has memorized it. The only advantage I have over Congress, I actually read it. Yeah, good, good point. Good point, Ed. Uh, before we start, folks, remember this is not financial advice because we can't give you financial advice. We don't know you. So make sure you do your own research and consult your own experts before you act on anything that you learn in today's podcast. Okay, let's dive in. Ed, what the heck is a Secure 2.0 Act? Well, you have to go back of... Uh, and they tell me, you know, I've been talking about this, obviously, since it came around and uh, doing a lot of programs. And they tell me when I t- if I want to sound hip to younger audiences and I, I need to dis- uh, discern between the SECURE Act, the original SECURE Act and SECURE 2.0, I should re- I should refer to SECURE Act as the OG, whatever that means. <laughs> The OG? So, what if you're OG, uh, you have to go back. And just a little uh, piece of uh, just information about how Congress creates law. In over 40 years of studying tax law, there's always one constant. Whenever Congress names a tax law, you can almost always bet that whatever they name it, it will do exactly the opposite. (laughs) (laughs) So when I first saw Secure Act, the OG, the original one back in 2020, I said to myself, hold on to your wallets. And that's exactly what happened. Congress didn't like everybody piling up retirement money, even though they say they like it. They didn't like piling up retirement money for the next generation to children and grandchildren. So they killed one of the biggest breaks in the tax code that's been around for decades. This is the original SECURE. That was transformative. That was game-changing. And that was the beginning of what we have now. They ended that long payout to beneficiaries where they could defer and keep uh, you know, earning from their parents' and grandparents' IRAs for 20, 30, 50, 80 years. Congress didn't like that. They said that's too good of a deal. I guess they don't have children or grandchildren. I don't know. Uh, they uh, So they ended that deal and made it a 10-year rule, which got very complicated. So it upended most people's plans, especially people that have been saving for decades and having these plans. So now we have 
Secure 2.0. That is probably the most overhyped tax law that's been in, in, in around recently. Uh, I think what they like most about it is that how they got it done, you know, just for showing up, it's like a participation trophy or something. <laughs> uh, they they enacted that, the president signed that December 29th. Talk about if not for the last minute, nothing would ever get done. I don't even know if you heard the whole story about how this got enacted. No, I mean, I don't everybody about had it. left Congress. Oh, it's it's in the bill. It's in the big budget bill. Yeah, 4,000 oh, okay, okay. bill. And he was he already on vacation in St. Croix. They had to have some staff person fly down the bill. It reminded me of one of these old James Bond movies. Did he have like the, the suitcase handcuffed to his wrist or something? <laughs> you know, he had to have the, this bill, the original bill. He flew commercial, so I don't know if the bill was in the overhead or was it checked luggage. <laughs> I don't know where it was, but it got down to Biden. He signed it in St. Croix into law, and now we have a law that's effective virtually a few days later. So Secure 2.0 picked up on where the original Secure, but the original Secure was game-changing. This is not, a, but it has a lot of goodies for everybody. Over yeah, yeah, 90 let me, let me go on a limb here. You don't like Congress, and you don't like Secure 2.0. Is, is, no, is no, I, I think there are some <laughs> great things about it. What Congress wanted to do, so in the original Secure, they felt people had too much retirement money, so we're going to cut that out. In Secure 2.0, they said, you know, people should really be saving more for retirement. Uh, so, But then when they save too much, they say, well, that's too much. So they opened up the floodgates with Secure 2.0, and the point of it is, to give people more options to put more money away from for retirement. And I think that's great. And what they really did is they opened up the Roth element of it. And that, yes. I think, is the biggest benefit of Secure 2.0. I love Roth IRAs because I love tax-free. Anything tax-free, you keep more of your hard-earned money. No question about it. Why does Congress want more people to do Roths? Because it brings in money. It brings in money. That's how they're paying for everything else in the bill. they're not getting a deduction when they're putting the money in. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, it, the Secure 2.0 is only about only about 350 pages of a massive 4, 000, over 4,100-page omnibus bill. So they're using the Roth, opening up the Roth spigot to pay for everything else. And as you said, uh, that if more people do the Roth, then they're not getting tax deductions up front like they would with their 401k. So Congress gets money. It's a revenue raiser. But lucky for all of us, this is the best part. Uh, you said I don't like Congress. I'm fine with Congress because they're the worst financial planners on earth. <laughs> so, And that works to our benefit because they're short-term thinkers. They This whole bill is positioned in a 10-year budget cycle. So they figure they're getting all this money in up front from people doing more Roths. But then the benefit on the back end, everybody else that does it is going to have more money. It will last longer and it will be tax free. Okay, so you, you got wins. me excited. You got me excited here. Ed. And, 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 and I didn't know much about this bill. I mean, I did a little research for this show. But can you give me the bullet points? What's happening? What is in this bill? All right, so they opened up Roths, for example, things that you could never do with a Roth. Let me explain why Congress loves Roths, besides the revenue provisions, uh, at just to everyone else, because people say, well, uh, why does it do, how, how does Roth, putting more money in a Roth, give the government more revenue? 
the way it is, let me give you a simple example. If somebody did a regular 401k contribution at work, let's say they make $50,000 and they put 5,000 in a Roth at work, they only get taxed on the net. The W-2 will only show 45,000. So in effect, they get a deduction. Deductions cost money to the government. So if Congress can cut out deductions, they raise revenue. So an employee now that does, say, 50000 the same 50000 in a Roth 401k, does not get a deduction. They pay tax on the full 50000 But I'm saying that's a good thing because rates are very low right now. Deductions aren't really worth anything, especially when it comes to deductions for your IRA or uh, 401k contributions. Most people don't understand this, but a deduction is really just a loan from the government that you have to pay back and then some at some future date, like when you need the money the most in retirement and they hit you with a bill based on whatever future tax rates are. And I'm worried those tax rates will be high. So I say it's great that Congress likes Roth IRAs. So what? We forgo the deduction, but now we can open up more sources to put money into tax-free Roths. Tax-free Roths means, yes, you don't get a deduction up front, but if you hold the Roth till retirement as intended, everything that comes out when you'll need it most will be absolutely income tax-free for the rest of your life and even 10 years beyond to your beneficiaries. So you're getting something for your investment now of giving up that deduction. So I like anything Roth. So now we have new Roth SEP IRAs never existed before. Roth simple IRAs never existed before. Roth matching contributions at work, that didn't happen before. It went to the 401k. Roth catch-up contributions. So uh, Congress, I call it Rothamania, loves Roth because they need money. So let's take advantage of their short-sightedness. So tell, you know, what, what can we do? Because Roth has been, actually, let's take one step backwards. For those of the, the uninitiated listening to this podcast, uh, Roth, you, you put your money in, you pay tax on it, you put it in a retirement plan. You don't pay tax on, on the, any gains in that account until you retire. But when you take it out of retirement, you, you pay no tax. Right. Uh, with, with the idea that taxes will be higher by the time you retire. That's exactly right, Aaron. Right. It's a giant bet. That's what it is. Yeah. Taxes are a, are a bet. Uh, it's like buying the tax rate, like buying a stock, like, you know, buy low and sell high. I didn't make that one up, but you can use that. That's a good one. Buy low, sell high. The old comedian, uh, Henny Youngman from years ago, had a great saying. He said, I'm putting all my money in taxes. The only thing sure to go up. This is exactly <laughs> That's pretty good. the point of the Roth. This is well before the Roth, but he said it as a funny line, but it's true. You're betting exactly like what Aaron said on the tax rate. If you think tax rates in retirement are going to be higher, and I think so, uh, then you're, you're going to get a huge advantage of foregoing deductions and tax benefits now up front to build a tax-free savings account that you'll never have to take money out unless you want to. And when you do, in retirement, it will be tax-free. You'll never have to worry. You know, this is a tough time in retirement. When the paychecks stop, the last thing you want to hear is, well, now I'm dipping into my retirement money, but taxes went up to 40 or 50%. Yeah. That's a big you, you problem. Think you know, oh, by the way, before I forget, here's another Henny Youngman line. I have all the money I'll ever need, providing I die by 4 o'clock. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll give you even another one. I love his stuff because it's quick and easy, makes great points. Uh, because a lot of people don't address this. That's why I'm glad we're on this program. 
you know, they brush it under the carpet. And, you know, he used to say things. Uh, one of his saying is, uh, when I read about the evils of drinking, I gave up reading. <laughs> That's good, too. Okay, now, wait. What are what can we... You're glossing over this stuff, but if, I, if I'm if i a, a novice here and I want to know what this bill did for me, I heard you say I can contribute more to a Roth. Can, can you be a little more specific? What if I'm... Yeah, you know, well, by, the way, by the way, I can't even contribute to a Roth because I make too much money. So I, I, Well, there's ways around that. That, that. that should be the worst of all your problems, that you made too much money. That's for another show. All right. I'm too rich. <laughs> what can I do? Maybe start a podcast on that. Uh, <laughs> well, that is one of the things I am doing. I'm losing money on this podcast. So it's helping reduce my income. Please so, help. I'm too rich. What can I do? So, so what? Are, so, what, no, get, be, be specific. What, yes, what could I, what what you could can I do. not right, do last year take, that I could do this year? First of all, most people can contribute to a Roth, but there are income limits. You're right. And if you, but they're very high levels. For example, in 2023, if you're a married couple filing joint, you uh the the income limits don't come until you, your uh income is 218,000 or higher so that's a pretty high number and for single people it's 138,023 where you can still up to that you can still contribute the maximum so that you know most people that covers but let's say you're just too rich for that you made too much money you can still contribute to what you can there's a workaround we call it the backdoor Roth which is totally legal and what's un unusual or unexpected, Congress was worried about that stuff for years, and they had their chance in the Secure 2.0, but they left it alone. We thought they were going to kill the backdoor off. They did not. That's still viable. I guess they wanted to do it for well, themselves. This is probably plenty of people in Congress like, hey, leave that in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm high income, you know, all that income. I, I want to do Roth. So uh, here's what you do. If your income's too high, you make a contribution, an IRA contribution to a non-deductible IRA. There's no income limit for that. And then you convert it to a Roth. Now you're back in the same place. So there's a workaround there. Uh, if you have young people uh, tuning into this program, the Roth, I mean, it's a slam dunk. Every young person should only be contributing to a Roth IRA their own if they qualify and a Roth 401k at work. The greatest money-making asset any individual can possess is time, and young people have more of it to capitalize on it. Imagine if we could have all, whatever our retirement accounts are at this point, the value of it could have been, you snap your fingers and that, poof, it's all tax-free. Can you imagine? They get the opportunity to start that from dollar one. Now, people like us that have built up balances, or if somebody listening uh, has a built up balance, is the only other way to get big money in a Roth is to convert their IRA to a Roth IRA, but that costs money. You pay the tax up front. But I still think that's a great investment if you believe, like I do, that tax rates in the future will be higher. And so, I think they will be. You know, a lot of retirees... Oh, oh go ahead, Miranda. Yeah, I was just going to say, you mentioned the, the Roth 401k, and I think I think one of the, the things to really uh, talk about that the Secure 2.0 does for the Roth 401k is, first of all, it gets rid of, it used to be in the past where if you elected for a Roth 401k, your employer's contribution went into a traditional IRA. That's right. And so that was taxable later. Well, they've redone it now so that right. now your employer, this Secure 2.0, lets your employer make those matching contributions into your Roth. So that's number one. Number two is in the past, the Roth 401k was subject to required minimum distributions, RMDs. 
they this Secure 2.0 says all Roths are treated the same. So there are no more RMDs for Roth 401ks. So that's another, I just wanted to make that in there because oh, that's these are, a big benefit. These that are, these are big changes that the Secure 2.0 has made. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah that's a made. big benefit. Remember, again, same thing. Congress wants more money in Ross because it brings in money up front. So let's take advantage of this short-sightedness. Uh, that's a big deal. No RMDs in Roth 401ks because what people had to do before, uh, once they hit RMD age, required minimum distribution age in their 401k, to a, if they had a Roth 401k, they had to get the money out to their own Roth IRA to eliminate that. Now they don't have to uh, move or move money around like that. And it can keep growing tax-free for the rest of their lives. They never have to take the money out. Very cool. Unless they need it or they want to. And even then, it would be tax-free. There's also there's also a savings plan. Wait, actually, before we get into that, let me do a quick break. We have to pay the bills. Uh, we're going to be right back, and we're going to talk more about more provisions of this act and how you can use them to become richer. So hold on one sec. Okay, we are halfway through our show. And so let, us, let me tell you about our sponsor. It's TELUS. The first savings app designed for home buyers by real estate experts. With TELUS, your savings are in more in one day than up to three weeks in a traditional bank savings account. What's more, there's no stock or crypto exposure, no fees, and you can withdraw anytime. Visit moneytalksnews.com forward slash TELUS to sign up. That's T E L L U S. We'll also have links in our show notes. Use the code MONEYTALK. And get a 5.5% APY for seven days with 125 mil, 125 minimum. So it's a million dollar deposit. $125 minimum deposit. Okay, folks, we are going to go back to our show. But before we start, if you appreciate what we do, do a little something for us. Share the show with your friends and family on your favorite social media platforms and subscribe. Takes you two seconds. Really helps us though. Okay, we are now back. So now I read something about. Um, an emergency savings provision in this bill. Did I make that up? There is something, right? Yeah, that's not a, a big deal. I don't know how many companies are going to do it. They're calling it the Roth Rainy Day Fund. And this is another thing about 2.0. Because of all the budget gimmicks in Congress, you know, it used to be years ago, again, I don't want to date myself, but years ago when a tax bill became law, when it was enacted, everything in that law became effective generally on the date of enactment. Well, a law, what's a law? Now it's the yeah, law. Yeah. That, because of all the budget gimmicks in this Secure 2.0, not everything we're talking about is immediately effective. They have effective dates, some are retroactive, some are 23, some are 24. I keep myself a cheat sheet I have in front of me, some in 25, some in 26, some in 27, and some in 2033, it's all over the place. So when we talk about certain things, they may not be readily available. That's kind of a Roth rainy day fund, that Roth link savings account. Uh, it sounds like it's a good idea. Again, uh, helping people uh, get money in where they can take money out if they have a financial emergency because Congress has found out through <laughs> just life, I guess, yeah. that sometimes people are afraid to put money in a commit money to a retirement plan because they're afraid, what if I need money? Or they yeah. cited yeah. this study in the Senate uh, report that said, uh, you probably heard about it, that if people, the average person can't come up with $400 for an emergency. So yeah. uh, they cited that and they said, maybe we'll get, get an emergency. So that could help people contribute that might otherwise be afraid to because the money would be tied up maybe. 
Yeah, so you know, the, spe- the, the, specific, the specifics of this provision are that um, you can take up to a thousand, you can withdraw a thousand dollars from your retirement account, not just your Roth. Well, that's a re- provision. Yeah, well, that's a, this is this is the emergency. Uh, this is the no, emergency. Two different provisions. Yeah, that's yes. that's to get money out to avoid a ten percent yes. penalty, the thousand so, dollars. Yeah, so so there are those those two, and so the first one is you can take this money, and I think this is the one you were referring to, Stacy. You could take one thousand dollars out um, without having to pay that ten percent tax penalty. Um, then you can't use it again for another three years. So basically, once every three years, you can take a thousand dollars out without having to have that age fifty nine and a half and avoid the tax penalty. The other the other thing that um, Ed is talking about is the emergency savings account, which you can set up with a payroll deduction, um, and that that comes with its own caps as well. But you twenty five hundred bucks. It says. Yes, right. yeah. So there are those two different perversion <laughs> pr- provisions that can help you with emergencies that are tied to these um, retirement planning. Yeah, so oh, but, they're giving you more ways to get money in, but more ways to take money out, yeah. I guess, because people are afraid, what if I put the money in and I need it? And they added a whole host, as long as you open that door, of 10% penalty exceptions. What that is, most times, the way Congress made this deal years, actually decades ago, the deal was, we're going to give you a deduction for your IRA or 401k contribution, but the deal is, uh, we're giving you this ta- long tax deferral if you agree to use it in retirement. And if you don't, we're going to lower the hammer on you. And if you use it before 59 and a half, generally, we're going to hit you with a 10% penalty. I think that's awful because who who does that hit? It hits the people that need it when they're down, yeah. that need the money the most. But the, so now in Secure 2.0, they've added a bunch of ways to get money out. But on the other hand, they may be encouraging too many people to dip in for things that may not be emergencies. And, you know, it's never a good idea to dip into retirement funds early unless it's an absolute last resort. That's the most expensive money. So they've removed the 10% early withdrawal penalty, but you still owe the income tax. So it's very expensive money. It's also the hardest to replace because if you're going to use it now and drain that retirement account now, what are you going to have for yeah. retirement? Yeah, I had a friend that dipped into his for a wedding. <laughs> I, you know what? I, I, it's funny you said that. Years ago, I had a client that did that. I said, don't do that. It was a second marriage. They didn't have money. The husband had a 401k. Oh, we'll just, you know, we want the wedding just like you said. And I said, don't do that. It's not an yeah. emergency. What are you going to have for retirement? So they took, I forget, like $20,000, a lot of money, took out $20,000 somehow. Uh, I guess they were able to get it out of the plan. And and there was no penalty. There's no penalty exception for a wedding. That's not yet a financial emergency on either (laughs) Secure 2.0. So, but they didn't care. They were so short-sighted, kind of like Congress. They took the $20,000, spent it on the wedding. I was doing their taxes the next year. They spent all that money. Now they didn't have any, I think they took a loan. That's what they did from their retirement. They spent all that money, couldn't pay it back, so now it was taxable. So the next year they had a tax and a penalty. They didn't have money to pay the tax or penalty, so they took more money out to pay that. Then they got into the cycle of taxation that wiped out the guy's whole 401k in about four or five years. I wonder if they're still married. Uh, Yeah, they are. I know them. (laughs) But they both got different jobs now. (laughs) <laughs> Another thing I noticed, Ed, when I was going over the, the details of this thing, um, 
I, I, I'm older, so I get to make, um, what's it called? Um, but more uh, ketchup contributions is what I was groping for. Um, and now they're saying the ketchup contributions to 401ks have to be done as a Roth. Is that right? Uh, or something not, like uh, that. Only in the plan. I think this is a, a good thing. It makes, you know, Congress is making it sound like, well, if you make too much money, we're going to force you into the Roth. People that make a lot of money want to be in the Roth because they don't want to pay taxes at higher rates in retirement. So here's the thing. Before, the catch-up contributions uh, wouldn't go into the Roth. Now they can go in the Roth 401k, but they must go to the Roth 401k if if you earn your wages from that company are, are 145000 or more. They must go in to the Roth 401k. Big deal. I think that's great. If you're making that much money, hopefully you can afford to- Well, you know, uh, by the way- there is, there is an argument to be made for paying tax, I mean, for getting deductions at a high tax bracket and taking money out of a lower one. I mean, if you're making the assumption that your tax rate is going to be much higher when you retire, that then obviously the Roth is your is your in your best interest. But it is possible that my, my uh, tax rate could be higher now than it is when I retire. I don't know if it is possible, giving our, you know, the biggest threat to uh, retirement savings today is a four-letter word, which I have to say on this program. Uh, what's the four-letter word? Nope, it's not kids. Everybody knows that's a lousy <laughs> investment. Where's the payoff on that? <laughs> and used to be, the American dream was to own your own home. Now it's getting the kids out of it. Uh, no, the four-letter word is math. Look at our deficit and debt levels. You mean a $31.4 trillion national debt? I don't know. I used to say it was a phone number, but now it's longer, even with the area code. When you get into the trillions, it's crazy. So at some point, the whole country is living on a credit card. Uh, at some point, I believe they're going to have to raise tax rates. And who's going to be in the soup when they lower the boom? It's going to be the people with the most money that has not yet been taxed, people with IRAs and 401ks. And as far as you mentioned before that uh, people might be in the high bracket now, Still, look at the history of tax rates. They're still in probably the lowest rates they've ever seen in their lifetime. And people who are at a high rate now will more likely be at a new higher rate when rates go up at some point. You're not. You're probably not wrong. Well, the the, uh, the tax cuts that were passed under Trump uh, have yeah. saved, have put me in a way lower, not a lower bracket, but I'm paying way less income tax than I used to. Right. And those are supposed to revert back in 2026. I don't know if they will, because it's never popular. I know already how it will be positioned politically. The other side will say, oh, they're raising taxes on you. So they might not raise taxes. But every year that goes by, they don't raise taxes. The math has to kick in. The debt goes up and up and up. And at some point, it's got to come home to roost, I think. I mean, Unless they just kick the can down the road forever. They've been kicking the can down the road for most of my adult life. Yeah, well, now they came up with a solution. Uh, I read about it in the Wall Street Journal. Uh, it's it's not for real. They don't. Uh, <laughs> but if you saw that piece of the Wall Street Journal, they figured their one, uh, one solution for solving the trillion-dollar debt was to mint a trillion-dollar yeah, coin. Been, oh, yeah, they've talked about that for decades. Yeah. But I'm just thinking, you have this trillion-dollar coin. Oops, what I, where did I put that thing? <laughs> I think you, yeah. you're, 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 you're a CPA, Ed? Yeah, cleaning, pressing, and alterations. That's yeah. what my high school teacher wrote on my yearbook. I think, you, I think you missed your calling. I think you were supposed to be a stand-up comic. No, no, here's the problem. You know, everybody says that when I do programs. 
Uh, um, you just gave away my secret weapon, low expectations. <laughs> Whenever they introduce a tax guy, you know, if I say anything interesting, they say, well, that was pretty interesting for a tax guy. It's true, though. I'm a CPA also, and, I, and I'm, I'm like watching paint dry. I'm boring. <laughs> You're not. Well, get together with an actuary, actuary and then you'll feel <laughs> Oh, I, t- I fell asleep at the end of that sentence. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we're almost out of time. Tell me, tell me the, give me the provisions. First of all, what we want to encourage people to do is, is to go to our show notes, hit some links, and learn more about this, because it obviously is relatively, I mean, it's not something you're going to learn all the details to in 15 minutes. But if if hit the big hit the big notes for me, Ed. What what what's most what's the most important thing I need to know about this new legislation? Well, they moved the R. What people think is the most important, but I'm not so sure. They moved the RMD age up from 72 to 73. Here's where it gets now. Here's where it, there's a lot of misinformation. So if you saw the headlines after Secure 2.0 came out. It said RMD age raised to 75. Right. That's not true. That doesn't happen till 10 years, till 2033. 2033. That doesn't happen right. for 10 years. That's what I mean. The effective dates are all out there. But 73, all right, one more year to do some good things before RMDs kick in. But I don't know if I would wait. You know, this is the thing. They're shortening the window when all this money has to come out. That will cost you more long term if rates go up. You may want to think of doing early Roth conversions before RMDs kick in and get some of that money out at at rock bottom low rates. That's where we are now. Hey, what about annuities, Ed? Do you recommend those? I mean, because I've I got a annuities. lot of money in a regular oh, I, IRA. I don't sell them. I'm a tax advisor. I don't sell stocks, bonds, funds, insurance, <laughs> annuities. Uh, but, you know, for the right person, especially with all the nonsense going on in the market, if you're closing in on retirement, you know, I have a basic rule in retirement income, guaranteed income is more important than savings because savings can run out. They always coming up with different ways to separate people from their money. Uh, Ten years ago, it was credit default swap, subprime mortgages, collateralized debt obligations. I still don't know what those things are. All I know is whoever had them lost all their money. So then a few years, then recently we came up with another version. We came up with crypto, NFTs, SPACs. I lo- yeah. I, when SPACs came out, they called them blank check companies. That's what they were calling. And people said, oh, I want that for my retirement. What? Uh, you know, so there's always going to be something coming up that will separate you from your money. The problem is, as you get older, you won't have enough years to recover. A lot of young people lost money in crypto, but they don't care. They have more money, more years to recover. Plus, they got parents that can bail them out. You don't. So guaranteed income, I think, is pretty important. My mother had this, and uh, I'm telling you, she lived into our 90s. It's the best thing that ever happened to our family. Those guaranteed checks, she had four or five of them, came in every month, no matter how old she got, no matter how sick she got, no matter how the market performed. She didn't worry about volatility. Also, just on another note, I don't have any facts to back this up, but people who have guaranteed income, they're just happier people. They don't worry about anything. That yeah, makes sense. And you know, and actually, now I wrote an article about this a couple of months ago. Now's a good time to be shopping annuities too. And we—I don't sell annuities either. I'm just saying, they're—they're uh, they're actually not super good friends of mine because they're kind of boring. But, but the point is, what it, what insurance companies do with an annuity is they take your money, they put it in bonds. Interest rates are higher. You're going to get higher payouts now than you would have a couple of years ago when interest rates were zero. So the only thing so, better than guaranteed income for life <laughs> is what I have. 
guaranteed tax-free income for life. I've put some of these annuities in my Roth IRA to get the double benefit. So, well, so if you have done that. I, I need income. I have guaranteed income. I'm hoping I don't use it and leave it to my kids. But if I need it, I have guaranteed income. And because it's coming out of my Roth, it's all tax-free. Yeah. It, but isn't there a provision that allows you to withdraw uh, or, or to annuitize part of your IRA? Uh, am I, yeah, am I mistaking yeah, a, that? Actually, that's a new provision. It's not new, but they've expanded it. It's called QLACs, Qualifying yeah. Longevity Annuity Contracts. And they've expanded the amount you could use up to 200000 These are annuities in your IRA that don't kick in longevity annuities for people worried about running out of money like in their 80s. They kick in around age 85, where if you live past that, uh, you have a guaranteed stream of income. But even though they increase the amount uh, which you could do to 200000 I don't see a lot of people using them. No, you can't use that until you're 85? The well, yeah, that's what a longevity. Oh, I'm not that's doing that. Point. That's what it gives you a big return because it's earning all those years. The whole point is oh, to have a new source of guaranteed income just when some of your other funds might be running out. I'm not taking that bet. <laughs> yeah. I don't no, think I, don't, so. I don't think you should take that bet. No, Aaron, Aaron parties <laughs> me on the weekends. He knows I shouldn't take that bet. Okay, guys, we are uh, we out of time. Anybody have any any final comments, suggestions, anything you need to scream into the microphone before we cut this one off? Yeah, I was going to say, I wanted to call attention to a couple things. Uh, first of all, that currently many plans that employers have to match student loan payments revolve around getting rid of the debt, but it also is ca considered taxable income. Secure 2.0 switches that around. An employer can make matching 401k payments um, based on the amount of your student loan payments. So they could, you could say, okay, I've paid X amount of dollars down in my student loans, and then the employer can say, okay, we can match that in your 401k, and then then it's applied to that retirement account rather than being seen as immediately taxable income. So that's really neat. Um, another interesting thing is that Secure 2.0 allows, starting in 2024, allows you to roll 529 plan funds into a Roth IRA. So if you've had a 529 that you've had for at least 15 years, and you haven't uh, withdrawn all of the money from that, you can actually roll that remaining money into a Roth IRA. So this is actually very cool. Uh, yeah, just you could put do. on that, the overall limit, that's another one that's been overhyped. Uh -huh. The overall limit is only 35000 So people have been talking to me saying, oh, I got, you know, 529, 300000 Matter of fact, I just heard from somebody hey. uh, last week said, you know, I, I started the uh, 529 for my kid when he's one year old. Now we've got a few hundred thousand in there, but the damn kid got a scholarship. Now what do we do? You know, uh, but it's only up to 35,000. 35K is still 35K. But for a lot of middle class people, 35K, that's a decent amount. But it's not 35K. Uh, you can only do it in increments of whatever the IRA contribution right. limit is. Right. So let's Oh. If seven thousand, yeah. you can only do seven. It's it doesn't get true next year. So right. even if it was seven thousand, you'd have to wait five years for that to kick in. So it's not all it's cracked up to be. If you have small balances, it's great. Yeah. So what we've and learned the majority here of people is, have small balances. Well, balances, that's true. But so what we've learned here is that good. there are a lot of provisions in this bill that that yes. uh, you really need to look at, and that and that includes those of you who are twenty five and those of you who are sixty five. So there's something in here for everybody. Do take a look at it. You might learn something that's yeah. going to make you a little money. Now, no, Aaron, I learned a lot. Go ahead. What? No, I was just saying I learned yeah. a lot. This is very informative. Yeah. Well, good. Would you tell our jazz band to start playing again? We have to close <laughs> sure, this podcast. Sure, sure, sure. 
<laughs> Kick it off, boys. Yeah. <laughs> okay, guys, we are out of time. But we're never out of topic, as you can tell. Dig a little deeper here. You're going to find links to lots more info in our show notes. And remember, if your goal is to make more, to spend less, to retire rich, well, your online home is moneytalksnews.com. And don't forget to check out Miranda's online home as well. That is Miranda Marquit, M-A-R-Q-U-I-T.com. And, of course, you want to visit Ed Slot. If you don't, you're crazy. Did you hear him? He's great. <laughs> Go to irahelp.com, irahelp.com. You got a question, comment, or topic you'd like to suggest, tell us about it. You can email us at hello at moneytalksnews.com. That's hello at moneytalksnews.com. And one final thing. I said it once, so I'm going to say it again. If you like what we do, do something for us. Subscribe to our podcast. Takes you a couple seconds. Really helps us out, though. So if you like us, show us and subscribe. Ed, thank you so much for being here today. You're awesome. Oh, I'm, thanks. I'm Stacy Johnson. I'm Miranda Marquette. Aaron Freeman. Thanks for hanging out with us, everyone. We're going to see you right here next time.